morning everyone it's another brand new day and it's gonna be a great day and I strongly believe we are set for the world we are set to have our hearts established we are set to have our ourselves edified in this world and um, it's a good way to begin the day it's the Lighthouse Podcast by Pastor Chooks, and we're still on our episode, God in Christ, hallelujah, praise God forevermore. Now, I want us to still, um, you know, still look at something in, in concerning Hannah. Okay, chapter one, let us read. Now, there was a certain man of Ramathaim, Zophim, of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeruham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, and Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. You pay attention. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept. And, sorry, verse 6. And her rival, that's Penina, also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed to the Lord, and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant. I, I hope as I'm reading your pen edition, if you look at, she called it affliction of your maidservant, and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? 
Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant you your petition, which you have spoken, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord, and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I had to read all that, because now, um, <laughs> glory to Jesus. We were told that the Lord shot her womb. Now, pay attention to this. If the Lord shot her womb for no reason known to Hannah, Hannah would, wouldn't need to actually entreat the Lord for the period of time that she did so she could actually bury bare their children. Because what we are seeing here now is the Lord shot her womb and the Lord had to sit on his throne and, you know, allow Hannah go through hell. So, why would the Lord shut her womb? Why would the Lord shut her womb? What did Hannah do? What was the Lord trying to, to teach Hannah? Praise God. But as we read down, did you discover that Hannah called it affliction? Hannah called it affliction. Hannah called it affliction. And you know, along, along our study, along the line of study, we saw clearly that every good gift and every prophet gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no foundation or shadow of, of turning. James 1:17. Praise God. Affliction is not a good gift. And giving affliction is not how God gives. Because every good gift explains how he gives. Every perfect gift shows the quality of what he gives. Or the nature of what he gives. And affliction does not in any way represent both how God gives and the nature of what he gives. If we follow the truth of scriptures... Because if God afflicts and then removes affliction, then there was then then he is not consistent. But we see from that text in James 1:17 that God is consistent. He is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Affliction is not light. Praise God. God is not good and bad. God is not good and evil per se. God is not light and darkness. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we see that Hannah called it affliction. Hannah called it affliction. You see, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maid servant and remember me, 
So it implies that if it if it was affliction, it couldn't have come from God. Remember um, Acts chapter ten verse thirty eight, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, and He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with Him. Oppressed of the devil, that's affliction. Oppressed of the devil, that's affliction. It couldn't have come from God. So when that's when. The Lord mentioned there couldn't have been the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It couldn't have been Him. Now, Anna called that affliction. And affliction is evil. And we know where that could have come from. And we know where that could have come from. You see, that her barrenness was an affliction. And that was why she went for a change of it. Her barrenness was an affliction. It was an affliction. And she knew. And that was why she entreated in prayer. And what happened? Her prayer was actually answered. And that affliction was taken away. That was a miracle for a barren woman to give birth to a son and thereafter give birth to more children. That was a miracle. And that was the power of God. Praise God. That was the power of God. And you see that, you know, that that, that was given direction through the word of the of, of the priest. It was given direction through the word of the priest. So you see that we have, you see that um the, 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 the works of of, 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 of of the devil cannot actually stand the power of God. But one thing we must understand from Anna's case was that God did not shut Anna's womb. Not in any way. God did not shut Anna's womb. There was, there was nothing that God would actually teach Anna by shutting Anna's womb. You see, God doesn't need to teach you. Glory to Jesus. Listen, listen and listen. Everything that God would have us learn, He has actually revealed it in His Son. Praise God forevermore. He has actually revealed it in His Son. God is not going to teach you anything by afflicting you. He's not going to teach you anything by causing you to be sick. He's not going to teach you anything by by releasing disaster on you. Whatsoever he wants you to learn, he has revealed in his son. The son of God. Christ is the syllabus of God for his church. Praise God forevermore. Christ is the syllabus of God for his church. He He is God's lecture note for us. He is God's lecture note for us. He is God's curriculum for us. Christ. Whatsoever God wants you to learn, it is in his son. Which was why Paul would tell us in Ephesians 4 that you have not so learned Christ. Our learning is in Christ. Our learning is not in circumstances. It's not in affliction. You can't find God there. Praise God. We know where we find God. We know where we find God. And Jesus had shown us that. And you see that in his work on earth, Jesus did not afflict anyone. When he came across the afflicted, what did he do? He removed the affliction, showing us where God is. Oh, glory to Jesus. Showing us where God is. So, so we now see that that Lord there could, is, not, is not emphatically, is not the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That Lord there is the afflictor. You see, but the afflictor was hidden to them in the Old Testament that 
Jesus, when Jesus came, one of the things he did was as he was revealing the Father, Satan actually came to came to light too. As he was revealing the Father, Satan, Satan was Satan was brought open and his works became clear to men that this is the works of the devil. And Jesus made that very, very clear. And he said that affliction is the work of the devil. And Hannah could pinpoint that and he said it. That if you look upon my affliction, if you look upon my affliction. So God did not shut Anna's womb. God does not cause barrenness. God is not closing anybody's womb. Praise God forevermore. And what is God's stand in barrenness? It is opening that womb. It is healing. It is letting his power flow to barren women to cause them to bring forth children. Praise God forevermore. So what I'm establishing this morning is that God does not afflict. If you have that notion in any way, this moment it has been purged from your reasoning that God does not afflict. We know God in his son and we have never we never saw Jesus afflict anyone. Look at look at Jesus. Even at, at, at his point of his arrest when Peter had to cut off Malchus's ear, what did Jesus do? Jesus picked up the ear. Jesus, sorry, Jesus touched the ear and a new one grew. He did not pick up the one that fell and fixed it. He touched the ear and a new one grew. That is our God. That is our God. That is our God. And I believe that this morning you have seen your God. You have seen your God in the person of Jesus. Glory to God forevermore. God is not the afflictor. God will not afflict you with diseases. He will not afflict you with sickness. He will not afflict you with disaster. So whatsoever you are going through, don't don't sit and, and begin to declare like Job that God gives and God takes. It is not God. Praise God. God's part in it is to make his power known. And when the power of God hits you, and when the power of God is at work in you, it brings forth his goodness, it brings forth his healing, it brings forth his restoration and his peace. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. And I'm praying for you this morning, wherever you are, and I'm declaring that affliction in any way is broken off your lives now in the name of Jesus. Healings, healings, healings in any way that you are expressing any form of affliction, I declare it is broken right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I declare healing, I declare the miracle, the miracle working power of God now inundating you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet in the name of the Lord Jesus, causing circumstances to turn around in your favor and for your good in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. It is so in Jesus' name. Amen. God has blessed you and it is still me, Pastor Jukes. Pastor Lightway Equipping Network over in Muslim Nigeria. Keep sharing, keep following, keep listening, and have a wonderful day. God bless you.